into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983, the best Ford dealership in Middle Tennessee, is Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the Gary Ashton tailgate before every Titans home game in front of the South End Zone. The official real estate agent of the Titans and the Preds is the Ashton Real Estate Group, as well as Prime Time. Check them out at GaryAshton.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, all kinds of same-game parlays that you could be involved in if you're watching this pretty fantastic Monday night football game so far between the Rams at the Cardinals. Seconds ticking off the clock right now in the first half. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, and of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, Brymac.com. So there is so much to dissect with the Urban Meyer situation. Luke Corbett says it's been a minute. Guys, beard looking quite full, but yeah, listen, I'm going in, I'm going into the to the chop shop. It's been a while since I've had a haircut. I haven't had my beard trimmed in a long time. So looking forward to catching up with my barber, uh, Demarcus, and uh, who does a great job, by the way. No free ads, but Demarcus Drumright's an absolute stud. And when I look right, not right now, I haven't seen Demarcus in a while, but when I look right, man, there's nobody better. So I will tell you that Urban Meyer is spiraling. And I think many of you know this at this point, but when you really dive into just how badly it's gone, I think that there are so many different layers of how to peel this thing back and to kind of look at the psychology of why this man is even doing this job and whether he actually wants to be doing this job. Now, maybe that sounds like a ridiculous statement. Why would he be doing something that he has nothing that he has no interest in. And I would say to you that every indication tells me that Urban Meyer doesn't want to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars from his behavior in press conferences to the reports, uh, to the reports that all of these things coming out of his coaching staff, of his interactions with players, uh, to the way that he just like slinks around the sidelines and has terrible body language all times. It's just so bizarre to be a part and to have witnessed twice this year in person, the Urban Meyer experience. So what really caught my attention was a couple of things coming out of his post-game press conference today. And I think that, I think that from my standpoint, um, there is, <laughs> there has never been an NFL head coach that's publicly spiraled quite this way. So I want to start with your two rivers Ford take on this. Monday night, does Urban Meyer get fired from the Jacksonville Jaguars or does he end up quitting is the question for you on Facebook Live, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Do you believe that Urban Meyer will quit the Jags like he has left uh, Florida, like he has pulled the eject cord or the eject button, whatever you want to call it, uh, on Ohio State in great disgrace? Amy on Twitter says he had his headset off a lot during the game, which is odd. Well, you know, I don't know what's going on there, Amy, but I do know that the experience on the whole, whether it's the sideline behavior or otherwise, is a pretty uh, is a pretty damning situation 
from a variety of different angles, whether his behavior, I don't, I'm not on the sideline with Urban Meyer. I can't tell you exactly, you know, what he is doing or what he is not doing in those moments. But what I can tell you is what I see publicly in these press conferences and that it is deeply concerning to me. The more that I look at this and say, yeah, Urban Meyer, man, I don't think he wants anything to do with this. And yet this story continues to trudge on. Fired or quit? What will be the final result with Urban Meyer and the Jags, whether it's at the end of this season, whether it's next season, whether it's a week, a month, or uh, 10 years from now? How do you think this story with Urban Meyer will end? While you answer that question, I'll tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford who present the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Two Rivers Ford is the best car dealership in the state of Tennessee. I am willing to put my name, my professional reputation, everything that I stand for on that because I've worked with Two Rivers Ford and I've worked with other car dealerships before. Before I found Two Rivers Ford and Two Rivers Ford found me, I hated going through or dealing with anybody at a car dealership. They are so much different than any other car dealership you will ever go into. Non-commissioned sales staff, award-winning customer service, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and all their focuses are first and foremost on the customer and, frankly, on their community because they've been in Middle Tennessee for nearly 40 years. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business. Go check out the Bronco, the new Ford Maverick. Find out more about the electric F-150 Lightning. So many cool things coming with the Ford vehicles at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, uh, Dion Bonner says it'll be a mutual departure. Lindsay78 says, I'm hoping for a lifetime contract. But at this rate, how Shad is reacting, he'll probably have to quit. So, Shad Khan is the owner of the Jags, and he's been the owner of the Jags for a while, and there's plenty of reasons to believe that the Jags are not terribly a well-run organization from top to bottom outside of this Urban Meyer experience. And so I had Tony Baselli, who, of course, played for the Jags forever, was is probably one of their best players in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars and now does their radio, uh, radio analysis, also does Westwood One games. Uh, he's going to be on the call on Westwood One Radio for Thursday Night Football between the Titans and the 49ers here in a couple of weeks. Tony really good at his job. And Tony has seen a lot of bad Jags football. And when he came on the radio show today, he sounded like he has seen 14 weeks of bad Jacksonville football. But when I asked him about Urban Meyer's situation down there, he gave a pretty interesting response as far as what ownership may do with Urban Meyer and where he thinks this thing is trending. But if there's one thing that absolutely has to get right first and foremost for that offense to better support him, what is it from your standpoint? Well, number I think first and foremost, decide what you're going to be. I mean, get some identity and build around that. And I said it yesterday during the broadcast. I mean, you watch the Tennessee Titans under Mike Rabel. You know exactly what they're going to be. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play action pass. And they're going to play physical defense. That's who they are. And that's what they're going to do. And Derrick Henry gets out, what do they do? They keep on running the ball. As effective as with Derrick Henry, obviously not. He's the best running back in football. But they're going to, you know, play action pass. They're going to move the pocket. You know, that's that's their style, and that's who they are. And I think if you ask people, like, okay, what is Jacksonville? Like, what do they, like, they want to do? And it, it started at the beginning of the season where 
your best player on offense is James Robinson. You don't have a dynamic receiving core. You don't have a dynamic tight end. And then you have a, you know, an okay offensive line. Well, you come out and start the season and you're throwing it, uh, you have them throw it 51 times. And you never really established the identity of what you want to be and how you, you know, how you're going to play football. Um, that combined with the fact that they just lack talent on yeah. that side of the ball and they're getting, you know, and because of not having that one thing to hang your hat on and, and not being super talented, I think it's just continued to go, you know, regress and putting more and more, you know, pressure on the young quarterback and you can see him pressing and trying and, you know, trying to make things happen. And that's just a disaster. And that's why, you know, my, you know, you know, to your point, it's not one thing. It's never one thing. And, but that's why it feels like it's broken right now. I mean, you watched that game yesterday. And even if you're a Titan fan and you want to win, that's not good football. No. I mean, that yesterday wasn't good football with the Jaguars put out on the field. And, and you could argue, well, the Titans played great, and they, that's fine. I mean, they didn't play great. They had under uh, barely 300 yards offense themselves. And so I think if you're in Jacksonville right now, and you know, in this Urban Meyer era, it'll be interesting to see, you know, you got almost just like, let's just get through the season. And then you have to regroup and you have to see what does, <clears throat> what does Shad Khan do? I don't think he fires Urban Meyer. I know there's a lot of reports and people wanting him fired. I don't think that happens. Um, but I do think you could see significant turnover in the building of what they do and how they do it. That is uh, Tony Baselli, who should be a Pro Football Hall of Famer and has been on the ballot many, many times. Um, Ahmad says on Facebook Live that this guy sounds sad. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't know. Tony Tony does national games on radio as well as doing the Jags locally every week. And I think that for Tony, man, he's just. He's just been through it. Like he sat, does that not sound like the voice of somebody? And I don't want to project, right? Cause he was a good sport and he was honest. I, there's not a lot of team employees. And that's what Tony is for the Jags. Just like Mike Keith is for the Titans or coach Dave McGinnis. If you listen to Titans radio, um, I, they are team employees. And a lot of times people in those positions can paint things way more optimistically than they should. And that's not what Tony does at all. Tony is too realistic about this, and he's tied into that organization. And so when he says that Urban Meyer, the last part of that was the most important part. What he says is his belief that the situation for Urban Meyer is that Shad Khan is not going to let him go. So if Urban Meyer is to leave after one season, it would be of his own accord. And listen, this is somebody who has a history of doing so, history of leaving on his own accord. And I know that I've talked about this a little bit, but the more that I've talked about it, I've kind of adjusted my position on this. And I'll tell you what I mean by that when we're discussing whether you think Urban Meyer is going to get fired from the Jags or you think he leaves of his own will. I'll tell you more about that and explain my position here in just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King, Stephen King says, to be honest, you sound like you've been through a world war and a half, but I don't judge you. <laughs> I don't know if Steven's talking, I sound like I've been through a world, maybe, uh, I, you know what? My voice does sound a little raspy today. I, uh, maybe it's been through a world war and a half. I don't know about that. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I need to start drinking some more throat coat tea. If it sounds that bad, Stephen, maybe I sound like I've watched 
14 weeks of Jags football. But I'll explain what I mean about adjusting my position on Urban Meyer and his longevity here in just a second, right after I remind you that if you're an NFL fan, man, you better be in on the action at DraftKings Sportsbook because they have so many great offers like this one I'm going to tell you about. You are a football fan, and I know that you love action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. But you don't have to worry about points, lots of points, being scored with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You'll be a winner once a single point is scored. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $1 on any team to score, and if they score, you can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, best of all. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports, just as you see in front of me and behind me. Uh, you can bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So the question that we've asked you is, Urban Meyer fired from the Jags? Is that how this experience comes to an end? Or do you think he leaves of his own accord? Uh, let's go back and read some comments. Um, uh, this guy sounds salty about the losses, Derek Rhodes. I, th- I I don't think he sounds salty. I think Tony sounds tired. I think t- Tony's probably, I, and I don't want to speak for him, but he does sound like he is worn down from watching bad football week in and week out. Uh, MB says, of course, Khan won't fire Urban Meyer. Look at his history, Buck. And this is something that uh, uh, my, uh, my producer, of course, we have producer Reed who makes the primetime show happen each and every night. And we have uh, Lucas who handles me on the radio side. Lucas and I were talking about this earlier today, basically that, you know, Shad Khan has huge patience with his coaches. And I, my argument about the word patience relating to Shad Khan, because in a lot of places, as far as coaches are concerned, patience, patience is more often than not a good thing. But At what point with a team like the Jets, with a franchise like the Jags, not a team, a team changes year in and year out, but a franchise's problems consistently continue to recur if a situation is not corrected. And the situation at the top has been the same for quite some time in Jacksonville. So at what point does patience border on negligence? And I would argue that Shad Khan, as far as Jags coaches are concerned, whether it's letting Gus Bradley go way longer than he should have, whether it's letting Doug Marone go way longer than he should have, whether it's letting Urban Meyer last a full season and really after last past that whole Thursday night uh, catastrophe where they lose to the Bengals, he stays in Columbus, he's photographed with co-eds at Urban Meyer's Ale House, and he's a public embarrassment to everybody involved. It's bad. It's really bad. But here's why I think... Urban Meyer is going to leave on his own accord. One, because of what MB has just said, which is, yeah, uh, the history of Shad Khan is that he does not get rid of coaches very quickly. And two, because the history of Urban Meyer within that same context is that Herb, Herb, will, Herb will pull the parachute when he's ready to go. And I don't know how much more of this he's willing to suffer through 
because he does look, I mean, he looks to be suffering, like hugely suffering. This does not look to be a pleasant experience for Urban Meyer in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't sound like the people around him in the building or on his roster are enjoying much of anything about it at all. But what it boils down to for me is that when Urban Meyer faces some of these, uh, some of this adversity, uh, Urban Meyer is very quick to remove himself from the situation. So I am a believer that Urban Meyer will leave of his own accord, however long, however short or long, this Jacksonville experience continues to play out. I think that Uncle Herb is going to get out of there on his own time. Uh, Nate John said, Shad Khan left Tom Coughlin in there for years when it was well known he was ruining player relationships. Wouldn't be surprised if Bourbon Meyer is there next year. Uh, <laughs> you guys are tough. Uh, he's not an NFL coach, says Corey Neff Harlan. I mean, He's not an NFL coach like any – I mean, he he literally is an NFL coach right now, Corey, and we'll see how much longer it lasts. But we've never seen a coach quite like Urban as far as public embarrassment is concerned. And I, and I don't mean that to, like, make the situation for Urban sound worse than it is. I, I don't have to make it sound worse than it is. It's bad, and it's publicly bad in a way that I can't – at least in my lifetime, perhaps – uh, my my context doesn't go far enough back historically, and I'm sure some of you will be able to provide us good answers to this question when we talk about, but like I've never seen a coach that is out there with this kind of shame at the NFL level. College coaches run into some of this, right? Whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's Steve Sarkeesian and all these struggles that he went through with uh, alcohol addiction, whether it's people digging into the, the private life of divorced Ed Orgeron and, and trying to make things in a situation there. I mean, Urban Meyer has been through plenty of scandal as a college head coach uh, publicly before and as evidenced by his last stop at Ohio State. So in college, there is precedent for this, but never, never at, at this level, at the professional level in the NFL, because there's too many reasons why coaches don't do this. One, because nobody apparently has the patience of sh patience or negligence, as I mentioned of Shad Khan, but two, because the legal, the league will not stand for you putting them in a position as a brand that they believe to be unfortunate. Urban Meyer does attract eyeballs. People are paying attention, a hell of a lot more attention than they should to a two win 11 loss Jacksonville Jags team. But there's so much, there's so much there to kind of dig into. And so when I ask you guys this next question about who is the worst coach in NFL history? I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about who you would consider to be the answer to that question and where you would kind of look at urban within that same context, because I don't think I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that urban Meyer is the worst coach in NFL history. Uh, even though these 13 games that he's coached have been thoroughly underwhelming, even as he's found, two wins among the 11 losses, but there is plenty of reasons to kind of dig into the details of what Urban Meyer is and what he has put his organization through and say, where does he is, will he find himself on this list? If this ends up being a one-year proposition, we're going to talk about it together. Uh, who is the worst coach in NFL history? And I'm sure you guys will come up with some good answers Right after I tell you about our friends at 
the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the best in the business when it comes to making sure that you have all the intel that you require to sell your home for more. GaryAshton.com, the best in the business. They will put you in a position to succeed. Whether you're in the market to sell your home, you can sell for more with the Ashton Real Estate Group. Or if you're trying to buy, they will find you your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. So, who is the worst NFL head coach in the history of professional football? Now, we're, we're having this conversation because Urban Meyer is going to be remembered as a, as a shooting star of rottenness as far as NFL head coaches' experiences are concerned. And he's not even full through his first full season just yet. I looked this up, and and you can find list like rankings list anywhere you choose to. But this is uh, this twelve worst head coaches in NFL history list that I found on Medium has a couple of pretty good nominees, like Frank Cush with the Colts, who had a .275 win percentage. Kevin Gilbride with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I think they were. I think they were Los Angeles at that point in time. Now forgive me, the San Diego Chargers where he is trying to uh, make sure he's he's working with Ryan Leaf and he's there that mismanaged, that situation is being mismanaged all over the place. Lindsay says Spurrier, maybe. Uh, Amy says Malarkey. Mike Malarkey drove her nuts, but I would say Steve Spurrier. I don't think Malarkey was a bad head coach. In fact, he's the of the six consecutive winning seasons that the Titans have now put together, he is responsible for the first in that. And I think that, you know, Mike, Mike, had flaws, but I don't think that he, he's the worst. Lane Kiffin is on here with his uh, time with the Oakland Raiders. Bobby Petrino, as many of you brought up, and Lou Holtz way, way back in the day when he was the head coach of the Jets. Gus Bradley, a Jags coach. So we have one Jags coach so far. Dennis Allen had a bad tenure with the Raiders. Steve Spagnolo with the Rams did not go well. You've got Rod Marinelli with the, with the uh, Detroit Lions and Hugh Jackson, who went Oh, and 16 with the Cleveland Browns. And then Marty Morningweg is at the top of this list again with Detroit. So Detroit leading the league in disgraced coaches. I don't know where Urban Meyer will land if he will land on this list at all, but it does certainly seem to be trending that way. I think that when you look at the worst NFL head coaches in history, as far as winning percentage is concerned, the answer, uh, the answer to that is. Marty Morningweg uh, with a 156 winning percentage, really, really poor. And Hugh Jackson right there at number two. But like, listen to Urban Meyer in his press conference last night when he is being asked questions. And I'll show you another clip today about a situation where he, or I'll, I'll, I'll read you a tweet about another situation today where he just really, really missed the mark and just he's he's not paying attention. And it's really clear, but with all the all the reporting that was done by Tom Pelissero about what's happening in internal uh, internally and how bad of a boss Urban Meyer seems to be, he was asked a question about like managing the dysfunction. And listen, listen, listen to what he sounds like. He sounds like somebody who's hugely paranoid and doesn't have a grasp on his situation much at all. I assured him that we. I still believe in my heart we will. How fast, you know. That depends on, once again, I, I still think there's good pieces. You watched what you watched out there today. Miles Jack and that defense and some of those kids, uh, uh, Roy, Smoot, 
I mean, I was, those guys were playing their tails off. You get a couple scores on offense, you're right there, and we didn't do it. So what's the answer? Uh, start leaking information or some nonsense? No. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've, been, I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said someone said, that will, that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's some source that's doing that. You ever been shut out? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, thank you. So this is from Demetrius Harvey. Urban was asked about Andre Cisco playing more. He said Cisco is playing a little bit more. I believe I don't have his numbers in front of me. Cisco played zero defensive snaps. So, uh, you know, he's asked if he shut out, and I, I, I don't know what he's supposed to do. He, he has a moment where he says, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." And I guess if you're if you're going to throw Urban a softball, you say, "Yeah, I get it, bud. Get out of there as quickly as humanly possible." But that tweet, he's asked more about Andre Cisco playing more. He said Cisco is playing a little bit more. I believe I don't have his numbers in front of me. Andre Cisco played zero snaps for the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. It is so, 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 so. I mean, it just reeks of dysfunction all over the place, and nobody seems to get it. Uh, or Urban Meyer just doesn't seem to understand that this all truly, truly revolves, starts and ends with him. So uh, John McKay, uh, who Puka brings up as uh, as being a terribly – uh, a terribly inefficient head coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that they went, I think they had also a winless season and, or at least they really, really struggled to win games. And they really, I mean, hell, they struggled to score points. Um, if I recall correctly, my NFL history, who's the worst coach in NFL history in, from your perspective? I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, that Urban Meyer is going to find his way onto this list. Donald Red says, in fairness, Marty had to deal with Matt Millen, which I, I've heard is not a uh, it's not a tenable situation. JP says Chip Kelly and the Eagles. Chip Kelly, I don't remember if Chip Kelly won a playoff game, but that first year of Chip, they were really impressive. It's it's never looked. I mean, it did end up spiraling, and things Chip Kelly very quickly lost control of his situation. His players did not seem to respond to him at all. And, uh, and certainly with, uh, with his, from his standpoint, I mean, I remember Sean Jackson accused him of being racist, whether Chip, Chip Kelly is uh, racist or not. Like once you throw that out there, that kind of stuff follows you for the rest of your life. Like somebody, that's the difficulty with today's, especially with social media. If somebody accuses you of something, even if that something is not true. And I, I don't know what Chip Kelly's interactions with Deshaun Jackson were like, but there's so much there. Uh, there's so much there that, you know, you have to parse through. And Chip, I mean, the way that Chip Kelly ended was terrible. Shaney on Twitter says, David Cully is pretty bad. Man, how, but how lucky is David Cully? Honestly, David Cully, who's the Houston Texans current head coach, who has a record just as bad as Jacksonville at this juncture. How lucky is David Cully that he's a first time head coach at the same time as Urban Meyer, who is attracting all of this attention, so much of this attention within the same division to where Cully can, yeah, you'll, you'll answer a Deshaun Watson question every once in a while, but 
after after he continues to be inactive, we won't worry about it. And then, you know, then they just continue to be a bad football team while Urban Meyer is continuing to make news as a two-win football team in ways that you want nothing to do with. Uh, I saw somebody also on Twitter bring up Ken Wisenhunt. And Ken Wisenhunt was right before I got to Nashville. Uh, well, actually, Ken Wisenhunt was still the head coach when I got to Nashville. He was fired my first year living here uh, before I started covering the Titans. He was fired um, in the middle of the season, and Mike Malarkey took over as the interim, and they beat the New Orleans Saints, and and on and on that situation went to the point where, uh, but all all of the people that I talked to who are still in the Titans media corps that covered Ken Wisenhunt, they describe him as being just uh, horrific um, for a great many reasons, and also the team was very, very poor, and also Rustin Webster didn't seem terribly good at his job at the same time. Jim Tom Sula for Stephen King. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Jim Tom Sula was put in a bad spot. Um, do the Jags have a GM, says Gabriel Ruiz. Yeah, the Jags GM used to be the GM of the 49ers, Trent Baalke. Um, he was the GM of the 49ers when they went to the Super Bowl and, and lost to the Ravens. Um, that put together that Jim Harbaugh, Colin Kaepernick team. Like they're, I mean, he's he has, uh, and I think the way that he got, Jim Harbaugh hate and Trent Baalke ended up hating each other, I think, at the end. Uh, if I remember the reporting correctly. But yeah, Bobby Petrino with the Falcons was bad. I don't know where Urban Meyer is going to end up on the worst head coaches in NFL history, but I think that he has a pretty good case at this point. David Culley, like I said, David Culley is skating because Urban Meyer is coaching just a few doors down from him in the same division and making a hell of a lot more noise uh, in the wrong kind of ways than uh, than David Culley is at this point with the Texans. Uh, let's wrap up tonight's show and let's get you back to this fun Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, right after I ask you a question, it's holiday party season. Uh, I don't think we're having an A to Z holiday, holiday party. Uh, I think that because the holidays fall in the middle of football season, it's tough for our people in our business to have holiday parties or things of this nature. But I will say to you that uh, that a lot of you attend holiday parties at this time of year for your company. And now that uh, even, I shouldn't say now that COVID is kind of uh, COVID is just kind of a fixture fixture in our lives. I don't know how many of you saw, but 36 NFL players tested positive for COVID-19 today. Jalen Ramsey being one of them. Uh, this Omicron variant situation, um, I think, is going to throw the league back in a flux at the worst possible time honestly, as far as availability is concerned. So uh, with with all of that being said, though, with all that being said, though, what is the most reckless work event on the work party calendar? Because there's not a ton of work parties, or maybe there is in, in your workplace, but like I most associate, you know, Christmas party, Chris, Christmas office Christmas party as being like the the marquee work event on the calendar. But what is the most reckless work event on the calendar, whether you go to conventions for your uh, line of work, whether you have holiday parties and, uh, you know, I know things can get a little nuts at conventions as well. What is the most reckless work event on the calendar is the question that I'm going to ask you, because this video that I saw Outkick360 put out earlier today from their Twitter account is unlike anything I've ever seen. We'll talk about it here in just a second, right after I remind you about the best in the business, Brimac Mechanical. Weather has been up and down. Weather has been getting warmer, getting colder for a certain stretch. We've uh, been dealing with all kinds of crazy weather, including the tornado. And if 
you're somebody who experienced that. I, I saw a couple of people reached out to me via DM after I, I brought that up last night. And so I'm going to go through my DMs and, and see if we can't uh, get involved with people. Just as if you reach out to Brian Mac Mechanical, they will make sure to work with you and make sure that you get satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Three locations in Kentucky and in Tennessee that have you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac Mechanical to get in your comfort zone at Brymac.com. So what's the most reckless event on the work calendar? Uh, Lamar Daniel says strip clubs. Lamar, what are you doing? I mean, if I can ask, if this is not too personal of a question, what what are you doing? What are you doing for a living if part of your work calendar involves the attendance of a strip club? I am dying to know. Uh <laughs> A to Z lost all their money betting and can't afford a Christmas party. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think that working with so I work with DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, and and you guys know that that I do I do wager uh, using DraftKings, but I only do it on on. Well, let me say this: I do it on every sport that's not the NFL because I'm a, an NFL reporter, and that would be you know, an ethical concern for me to be gambling on games, but I do gamble on college football and the NBA. I've gotten, gotten placed some bets on hockey, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a hockey savant. I know what's going on. I know the players uh, are, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm like, as co- I'm obviously not as comfortable talking about hockey as I am about football, right? Because football is what I do for a living. But I think there is something to be said, Mark, because Austin and Zach getting in on the gambling money, I think that they have ter- both turned into the complete and total degenerates. I see half of Austin's timeline is bets that he's making that day. And I think it's great because uh, there's so much at your disposal. That's why I like working with DraftKings Sportsbook because they make it so easy for you to understand what you're doing. But I, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to accuse Austin and Zach of gambling. No, I'm kidding, obviously. But I, it would be funny if Austin and Zach gambled away our holiday Christmas party money. I don't know that we've ever had a... A to Z holiday Christmas uh, holiday party. And because for a while it was, it was just me, Austin and and Zach uh, and Zach Reagan, who uh, does all of our Vols content. Um, and Luke Worsham, uh, who is the other, the, the other Titans reporter for A to Z. I think that it, for a while it was just, there, there was only like the four of us. It wouldn't be worth, or the five of us, they wouldn't be worth having a party. But now the A to Z sports network is, I mean, it's across several states, so uh, perhaps as the company continues to scale and, and Austin and Zach are absolutely kicking ass, uh, and you guys know this, you've, you've a lot of you have been here for the five years that they've been doing it, and if you're new, uh, it's been really cool to, to see, at least from my standpoint, to see this thing grow from the inside as well. And I don't, I don't know if my, uh, if my, radio, uh, if my radio bosses or, or if my radio employer is having a, a holiday party as well at Cumulus. I'll have to find that out. I may not even be in town because the Titans are on the road, uh, certainly this weekend. So if there's a holiday party, I'm probably not going to be able to make it because I got football to cover. That's okay. We like to have, we love to do it. Lamar, Lamar Daniel saying the strip clubs as a work function is, uh, is reckless. So yeah, I would say you win Lamar. If you're having work events at a strip club, uh, company command Christmas party says William, Romer, forgive me if I've mispronounced your last name. The company Christmas party is always, always reckless. It does certainly feel that way. Uh, Don't you guys see each other enough that you don't need a Christmas party, says Carmen. Well, you know, we really don't. Um, I I saw Zach 
I saw Zach in person for the first time in six months. At I mean, easily six months. Uh, last what was that? That that would have been last Tuesday. Uh, for the because we went out on a uh, on a meeting together. Um, with a conversation that we were we were having about plans for next football season, and that's that's the first. I mean, you know, we do everything digitally, and I I really I see. I don't even see Austin like we'll, we'll do meetings over uh, over uh, video conference like so many of you do now. But I I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen Austin in person, and I uh, Zach that was the first time it, it had it's at least six months the the last time I've seen Zach in person. So yeah, we. I mean, I see Luke more than I see anybody because, of course, he's at uh, Titans home games with me. And, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm by myself uh, for, you know, outside of the rest of the Titans media corps that travels. So, yeah, I don't we don't, it would be great to hang out uh, together as a group, but we don't we don't really see each other at all, like physically in person. And that maybe that's weird to you, but this is a digital media company. Um, you know, it would be inconvenient to get together a whole bunch because we're all Got a uh, got a ton of uh, got a. I mean, I, we're all super busy, and I don't say that to say that we're any busier than anybody else. But um, you know, it's just it would be inconvenient to physically get together when we can just do this like you and I are doing right now. Will Greenway says, "Welcome into A to Z Sports. My name is Austin. We are coming to you live from Mandu at the Gentlemen's Club." <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't I don't work with Mandu, so I don't want to say anything. About I, I don't want to say anything that would jeopardize the Mandu relationship because I know Austin and Zach value that one very very much. But it would be funny if, if you had if you had uh, Austin and Zach in the Mandu. Uh, what do they call? I don't know what the suit. I don't know the terminology for the suits that they wear when they when they work out. But doing that, uh, you know, from deja vu, for example, would be so funny. Um, Buck, any comment about your tweet with Jay Feely from yesterday? Um, uh, what's what's there to say? I. Uh, so I, I, I know a lot of you, a lot of you guys were sending me, uh, messages during the game asking me about, asking me about, or, or saying that the, the CBS broadcast crew was, and, and I talked a little bit about this on the radio today. Um, so you know what, I, that's just, it's not worth necessarily rehashing. If you want to hear me talk about it, I do three hours of radio every day. The podcast is up MB. So not the, not to try and drive you to another source of content, but I, I had a pretty good explanation of what that interaction looked like in the second hour uh, of today's radio show. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember exactly where I did that. No, it's at the end of the first hour. Let me not send you to the wrong place, but yeah, uh, there's, there's a, uh, I don't really, you know, there's not, not much to make of it. Although I did think that it was funny that he responded to me after I didn't, you know, I didn't tag him in anything, but a bunch of you guys did. And then he, instead of dealing with you guys, you know, like the rest of us do, he made his account private after he re, uh, responded to me. Um, Lamar Daniel says, Buck, it's my way of providing a scholarship at a strip club. It's basically a nonprofit. Oh, okay, Lamar, that's cool. That's uh, That sounds that sounds more wholesome than your uh, initial discussion about, um, you know, work events being at, at, uh, at gentlemen's, uh, gentlemen's clubs. But I, uh, I would have to say... That uh, the that the holiday party is the most reckless. But what I saw today at a real estate convention, this is courtesy of uh, Outkick three hundred and sixty that I saw the tweet from. This looked uh, batshit crazy, frankly. And uh, I know that holiday parties are one thing, but work conventions, especially if they're in Vegas, like this one seemed to be, they can definitely get out of hand.
So that's a real estate convention at Harris Casino. Now, Puka is saying that there's some longer footage from Harris. And Robert Deerfish on Twitter just says, where were the cops? People were going full WWE with the chairs. That's what I'm saying. Like, people are breaking chairs over each other's back. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I have so many questions. So many questions about that clip. Uh, and that, uh, that it was, it was nuts. Uh, V love says sell without the Intel and catch this fade. <laughs> I, uh, my Gary, I don't have my, uh, I don't have my mini Gary Ashton billboard on my desk right now. I had to, uh, I had to take a screwdriver to it and tighten the base a little bit. I've had that thing for two years. It's, uh, it's, we've been, we've been, it's, it's crazy how the, how much time has passed on the primetime show. And I haven't even realized it. Maybe you guys have, are very aware that you've spent the last almost three years with me on this show, but yeah, uh, don't sell without the Intel and catch this fade. That should, I would like to recommend that, uh, that new tagline to Gary Ashton. And in fact, I may work that into my Gary Ashton reads as long as, uh, you know, everybody's comfortable with it, but damn, I mean, what, what, what is even said at a real estate convention that would elicit that kind of reaction? I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all, but damn, <laughs> somebody got the business and somebody was deeply offended so much so as to take a chair. Uh, and as Adam Schefter tweeted about Miles Garrett taking a helmet to, uh, oh, it wasn't Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, the other terrible Steelers quarterback, assault is the tweet in, in all caps at this point. Um, Buck. Says, Jonathan, do you know anything about Luan's comment on Tannehill's Instagram post? I No, I haven't looked at it. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's fine. Taylor's just screwing around. He's too busy posting pictures of him pushing around Mike Vrabel in the postgame locker room after Taylor's 100th game. Enjoy the rest of your evening. The primetime show was fun. Radio show tomorrow will be uh, a lot of fun as well. We have Tom Luganville of ESPN. Now, if you don't know who Tom is, um, National Signing Day is on Wednesday. Tom Luganville is the most inside of insiders in the world of college recruiting for ESPN. He is an absolute stud, and Luganville's going to be on the radio show tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Hope you'll join us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And then uh, we've got a new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell coming your way on Wednesday, where we will dissect certainly this game. Things seem to be uh, uh, trailing a little bit. For the Cardinals, although they are inside, it looks like they're at the 16-yard line of the Rams if you're not watching this game at this point. Kyler Murray in the shotgun. I think that's James Conner to his right. Takes the snap. Throwing up a fade. A.J. Green, there's some contact. No flag. Third and four. I don't think I would be any guy. This is why Mike Key's so, so much better at his job. That was my poor uh, attempt at play-by-play. I would never be able to do that job, at least not as well as Mike. And I mean, nobody does it as well as Mike. Let me get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you on the radio show tomorrow or at